We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's live mailbag show. Danny Morag, Brandon Sprague, and of course, my little video thing decided it wanted to be very difficult as it got moved around. Let's try adjusting this again. Uh, nothing like producing on the fly. You know, I love it. It's, it's the absolute <laughs> best. I love that it happens right as we go live. Yeah, it does. It's always That's how it goes. Uh, it is a lunchtime mailbag special. Uh, I don't know about you, Brandon. I had a nice lunch. I, I, I had a nice little uh, jerk chicken sandwich because uh, I was looking around the house. I'm like, what can I make? And I was like, oh, I have some chicken marinating in the fridge with this delicious, delicious jerk chicken sauce. So now uh, the puppy was uh, very occupied, but now that we're live, now she wants to be in dad's right. life because that's that's how this always works. Uh, didn't so much do a lunch, more did like a brunch. Ended Ooh. up doing a, um, it was a ramen like a beef flavored ramen with spam and an over easy, easy egg with green onion. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's a good go to. That's not. I mean, you're not you're not struggling by any means there. No, I was I was incredibly happy with the uh, end result there, and obviously pretty excited to eat it because I knew we had the podcast coming up. So uh, look at us, we're riding the high of good food. Yeah, that's how it goes. Trox is Dan at Jerk Chicken Bagel looked amazing. Yeah, it was so good. I put it on Instagram. Oh, did you? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, doubly nice to see D and B. All right. Uh, I, I mean, we can go with that. I'll, I'll let it slide. D and B? I'll tell you what I'm not going to let slide anymore. I told my wife I was going to let my hair grow out and like, like really let it grow out. I'm to the point of like, nope. As soon as we get done here, I'm I'm going to go get a cut. Yeah, it's. I always say that too. I'm like, I'm I'm only gonna have hair for so long. I'm gonna grow it out, and then it gets long, and I'm like, mm, this looks awful. I'm cutting it. The awful stage is so difficult to get through, which is it's uh, so bad. I think that's a a a, a very choice, um, you know, comparison for the Portland Trailblazers right now. They're in their awkward stage. They're they're growing it out. The realization of like, ah, oh, I want to grow it out. Do you? Well, you're growing it out, and then you've got some people that are like, "Ah, oh, this Jeremy Grant. I don't know if I want to really do this. I am not sure." Or over here, you're like, "Ah, uh, should we trade Dave and play the young guys yeah. next year? I don't know." And then you just go, you know, "Oh, screw it. I'm gonna sh- get the undercut and grow out a mullet." So, um, we're we're not quite there yet, but it's it's certainly uh, certainly a lot there. I've got, I think, I had 40 questions come in. Oh man. Yeah, I, I was Ooh. scrolling through it earlier, and I'm like. There is a lot of questions uh, coming in here. Uh, I've, I've got a bit of agenda, uh, kind of just working through everything here. Uh, Jeremy Kreklos says, bless the background photos. So, so troll. And for those that, that uh, are, are listening later or on the podcast version, I may or may not have typed uh, Nurk or Hart's photo of Nurk, Grant, and Hart postgame the other night admitted the background for this so i mean come on that was as much tampering as you could possibly get players can't tamper oh yeah that's right huh it's just the uh, teams and executives right yeah yeah that's right so players can't tamper uh for those tampering the hell away yesterday on that during that post game for sure yes and for those wondering about the the tappering that's going on brandon's having some work done on his roof so yes yeah i'm getting a new roof right now so (laughs) sorry it's gonna be happening the entire show it's just just kind of tune it out that's that's kind of where we're I'll, at. I'll mute this. I'll mute the mic when I'm not talking. No, you're fine. It's 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 barely coming through. So, uh, yeah, my man needs the fresh fade. Yeah, no, I I do. Uh, and Gabe says, did you see my question earlier, Gabe? I like I said, I have 40, 40 questions. I 
right? If it's in there, it's in there. I don't, I don't know. I haven't got that that all the way through. Um, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, Uznane, uh, eleventh pick from Nolan. We trade that and Bledsoe and a second for Jeremy Grant, and then our pick ends up being seventh, and we trade that for OG and Anobi. Uh, I don't think the Raptors would do that. That would make no sense for Toronto to abandon the young nucleus with OG, especially when OG looks like you know second coming of Kawhi. I mean, if anything, they're trading Pascal, and then you just keep going, but you get OG. You've got Scotty and there, Scotty. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of where I, I would I would sit with that. Uh, I'm just going to go through these as they kind of came in. So um, there's some older ones in here that I'm going to start with. Um, and I, this, this one from Ian Fowler is uh, is good. I, I, it's very dumb, but very also very good at the same time. He said, if you were hired to sing a nationwide on your side commercial, which style would you do? Metal, rap, electro, pop, grunge, or butt rock? Rap. I think I'd have to go with like metal. Why? Because I can do like a screamo voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. This is, you know, go, go. Nationwide is on your side. Exactly. I could, you know, I could grab the guitar and, and have a little bit of fun with that. And by the way, Nation One is not a sponsor of this show, but it will be no, eventually, no. I'm sure. <laughs> they sponsor everything. Um, should we get into the Jeremy Grant stuff like right away? Because that's I think it's what's kind of carrying the day, right? Yeah, let's do it. Jeremy Grant with the Shams article, and then we see the post game of Hart and Nurk, and I think it's a pretty big thing for Blazer fan right now. Okay, this is kind of a frame on that. This is from Rip City at Rip City on they does jumping into the top three in the draft make it more likely we we make the Grant move or less likely the fit of him next to one of the top three power forwards seems a bit off, but the need for a secondary second lottery pick if you draft in the top three also reduces unless someone great drops this is why i think there's a situation where you're just you don't care you're just trying to add talent add talent add talent i think that's something the blazers are trying to do but also we talked about this the other day brandon uh, during the live watch party what is kind of going on organizationally with the trailblazers they are cleaning house uh where was once a team not run by, but quasi, uh, very much linked to Mark Barlstein clients. Now, you've got Clutch, who is trying to put their claws into Portland. And Chauncey Phillips, and Yusuf Nurkic, and possibly in Jeremy Grant. Um, this stuff from Shams being out there is because those agents want that out there. We're in March when does the season end and those transactions can go ahead and take place again? We're three months from that. Yeah. So I think there's there's an order of operations. Again, I, I hate saying that because I feel like I've beat that drum so much. But that's what's going to happen here. The order of operations is the Blazers are going to see, was it May 22nd or May 23rd? I can never remember what it was. Is the draft lottery. It's a month before the draft. That is going to be a big, big, big decider on what ends up happening if they land a top two top three pick i don't know if they still pursue jeremy grant well i think it would change things um obviously and and you know what that's the thing that joe cronin's gonna have to have figured out and ready to go is no matter what he's got to be ready to pivot one way or the other now i'm on that question specifically why can't you have jeremy grant and jabari smith i think it's a little bit wonky with jeremy at the three even though I mean, he's a 3-4, sure, I think he t- sure. tends like this was the, the the situation with Robert Covington. I had so many people when the Covington deal went down who were screaming at me, Covington's a 3, Covington's a 3, Covington's a 3 when he hadn't been a 3 for 2 years. Right. He was a 4-5 and that was what right. he ended up being here. They they played him at the 3 like I think a, a, like 3 of the first 4 games and it was like that's not going to work and they, right. they very quickly realized that. Jeremy Grant I think is much more fluid as an athlete. Uh, not nearly as as uh, heavy footed, but I don't think he's perfect at that spot. <laughs> Dude, I think my roofers are going to come through my roof. Any, I mean, listen, if we can get that on tape, that'd be great. Quick, um, quick story, real quick about that. Yeah. My parents redid their their roof. They completely redid their house years ago. I came home uh, on leave and helped them out. And um, my dad was running across these trusses like a jackass, just showing off, like, <laughs> and he full on money pitted. He fell in between and literally caught himself on the beams 
with his legs. Oh my! Fell completely through the roof of what was in my sister's room. Thankfully, she wasn't in there in bed because he caved it in right over the pillow. Jeez! But he hit and he caught himself like this, and he's just like, "Oof!" And I looked at him, Mike, and I go, "You okay?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then I went. <laughs> How much extra did that cost him? I mean, it was a little bit extra. They're like, hey, yeah, yeah, redo, that, redo that whole roof because it was all textured yeah, roof. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, I, I listen, if, if somebody comes through that roof, the first thing I'm going to ask them is, in there is, is if they're okay. But if their legs are dangling, I'm going to sit there like a child and laugh. Oh, honestly. I'm, I'm going to turn the camera, too, and just, you're just going to see little legs like this. Sorry, I derailed this there, but go, go on. Grant oh. and, and, and draft. And oh, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's my, this is my position right now. Like, I, I'm not refuting the wonkiness of it. Like, I'm thinking of Dame Ant, Jeremy Grant, Jabari Smith, and Nurk. Like, yeah, I, I get on paper how some people can kind of go, eh, I don't know about that. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just at a point where give me the talent. The talent is the premium. I'll take as much talent as Portland can possibly get. And if that inquire, if that, if that means you don't get Jeremy Grant because you got Jabari Smith, or it means you do get Jeremy Grant and you don't give a damn you'll get Jabari Smith, Cool. Figure, figure that, that out. Cha- yeah. Chauncey has to figure that some of that stuff out anyway. Um, you know, you can have lineups where Jeremy's the four. You can probably play lineups where Jabari's the five. Like, I just – I don't want this team to sell itself short of getting that best player. The, the, the wonkiness of the fit, sure, it's going to be there. But, like, if they draft Jaden Ivey, I'm going to go, great, we got an incredible six-man scoring option that's going to be John Morant 2.0. Like, and you, But you don't have any more size in your lineup. No, you don't have any more size because he's 6'4", but, like, I, I just – I want Joe Cronin to take best player. I want most talent here, and I – there's another question we'll get to or we won't, and I'll just say, like, I don't – there's not a timeline for me. I'm not on this, like, imaginary, well, you got to win the championship next year. If that's Dame's requirement, cool, that's Dame's choice. That's not how I'm viewing these things. I'm viewing these things as what's going to be the best viable option for the franchise for the next, you know, five, eight, nine, ten years even – I think is how you have kind of have to view a pick like that, and I think that's fair. I, I honestly, I, I think that's. I, I think I find myself in that same boat where it's it's more about talent. I definitely have questions. Real quick, where where do you where do you fall on Jeremy Grant adding him to this team? Uh, I like it. I I don't know what other options you have player acquisition wise. If we're not talking about the draft, we're just talking about free agency trades, all of that. Like until we get more players that become unhappy publicly. I think Jeremy Grant's the best you can do. Like a contract's going to be a little inflated. Uh, he's going to have games where people get really pissed off at him. I think he's going to get some Nicholas Batum type love where it's like people really like him. And then he has nights where a lot of people sound off about him. Um, and you want him to do more. And you want him to do a little more, but I, I think you overall, you have to take again, the best player. And right now he's one of, if not the best players in the league, that appears to be willing to come play with Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons in the Trailblazers. And I think that's the important thing here is that um, I hear a lot of um, they, they can't possibly spend this money. They can't overpay. Number one, it's Portland. You always have to overpay in acquisitions and, and to retain guys. Like, But Absolutely. It's, it's a matter of how much you overpay. Like If, if he gets up to $30 million, I, I'm definitely going to raise an eyebrow. Sure. But if he's at 24 to 26, I'm going to go, eh. What That's, if he's 28? Because there's a rumor that it's four years for 112. Yeah, which... That'd be 28 a year, which depending it, on how they structure Depending, it, right? again, again, yeah. if, especially if you backload it. Sure. Like, mm, but I, but Jeremy Grant is a player, so I, I was digging into this yesterday. Do you know what the average amount of money a starting power forward in the NBA makes right now? Ooh, on a salary yearly basis? Um, so just a heads up, your starting two guard is like almost 20 million. Right, I'd say twenty. I was gonna say twenty-four. You're smack on it. Am I? Am I right on yeah, it? Yeah, you're literally on the line. It's twenty-four point okay. two. Yeah, I was just doing a little bit of research on this, like trying to find what like equitable market value is for a starting power forward in the league on a non-rookie scale deal. Twenty-four point two million dollars. If you're at twenty-five, twenty-six, and you're Portland, can you really be pissed off? No, considering I, it, the the caliber of player you've had there since the Marcus Aldridge. Well, and if we're using the contract that's been floated four for one twelve at twenty eight, 
you know, I, I think you have to view it two ways. Portland gets taxed twice. They're one of the few teams in the league that gets taxed twice. You get taxed because getting guys to play for the Portland Trailblazers has proven incredibly difficult. And two, your state income tax on guys, the salaries of that level, Woof. you have to make up the difference from where they could go and make 26 a year and be good to where you up it to 20. You got to do what you can to cut down some of that tax. So you're paying 28. He's walking away with what? 25 20 what would the number be I, I just think you're paying two different no you types do that, that that is a real thing and, and for everybody out there it doesn't make that much difference yes it does I have talked to the players exactly about this situation in Portland and it is it, it is it is a detriment when coming to Portland a hundred percent they have one of the most prohibitive taxes in the entire NBA and you don't have a way to make it back like you do in California I just it's it's a league of athletes that like also are, you're in California. They're well, yeah. You can be on a beach and pay those taxes <laughs> and feel a lot better than being in you know rainy Portland, Oregon. But yeah. I, I just I don't know what how big of a factor it is. But we're talking about a league full of players looking to make every possible dollar. You don't think yes. they take that stuff into consideration? Yeah, and agents are going to steer away from that because they get percentage cuts. Like this, this, this stuff all is you know inter interlinked. Yeah. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I want to take a look real quick because I couldn't remember where exactly that the salary cap fell next year. It's one hundred and twenty-one million dollars. So, doing some rough math, let's go uh, twenty-four divided by one twenty-one. So basically, starting power forwards in the NBA or, in a, or on a you know a twenty-four million dollar contract is going to account for twenty percent of your of your salary on the on the actual cap. But when you're talking about luxury tax threshold, which is almost 148 million, significantly less, and that's the thing where the Blazers they need to get some contracts back here on the books so that they can get above the cap, and so they can operate as an above the cap team going into next year where they can get their MLE and biannual to fill out the rest of the roster. And we've talked about this, like the why it's not going to be just this season, but that's further down the road. But on Jeremy Grant on the. On the whole, man, I just I feel like people have soured on him a little bit because his efficiency has been down in Detroit because he's been like a forty three percent shooter from the field. I think he's about thirty five percent from three, but he's also been you know twenty two five and four. 
what like, he's looked at as like a, a virtual one. Yeah, and he's it's That's not a big difference. and it's not really what he's great at. Like he's no. gr- he's better like mentally I think he thinks he's a, a little bit more than he is, which I think that's another hurdle to cross, but also when you've got multiple shot graders of Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons caliber alongside him, I think that puts him in a situation where he did not have that in Denver where he was just asked to be a role player. Where here if he was to join that version of a team, he could f- probably float the difference between Denver and Detroit. Like, we're not being asked to be, you know, stuck in the corner all the time versus being the number one option. And there's there's that comment that was out there that was you know, put into a, I can't remember who had it. I think it was in Shams where he wants to be X option. Like, he wants to be a featured primary option. That's agent speak for, yeah. do not try to trade for my client if you think that we're going to, you know, be fifth in the pecking order and he's going right. to be your first guy off the bench. Right. That's what that is. That is not Jeremy Grant saying unabashedly, I want to run an offense. Because here's the thing. All of this stuff and why it's, there's so much smoke around Portland is simply because of this. The deal's basically done. Oh, it's a done deal that the Pelicans pick can Yes. Yeah. Barring a significant change in draft standing, compensation standing, that deal's done. It, what do you think? What do you think the number is that the Pelicans pick hits and Joe's not making that trade anymore? Seven? No. Six? No. Five? Because it, it really can't land outside outside of nine anymore. Because oh if, no 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 I'm talking I'm talking about the Pelic yeah, Pelicans pick. I uh, no that's what I'm saying it really can't like because if it moves up it's only going to move up into the top four now and it's top four protected. Sure. It's not it's I'm, not it's not going to land like five six seven eight anymore. Okay. It's going to land really between nine and twelve probably. Yeah, I mean, most likely, I'm just, you know. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Just like mathematically, like it's just, yeah. it's not possible for it anymore to get into those other positions because they've gotten a little too far ahead. So uh, so it is yours, your position most likely to me sounds more driven of you like the fit, but it's whether you like the move is going to be dictated on the terms of the next contract. Yeah, really it is. And uh, Brennan asked a good question. Would the extension run through the new TV deal? Yes, it would if it was a four-year deal. And that's what's the same thing with Anthony Simons where these deals at the back end of their deals could look relatively good if the new TV deal hits and the salary cap goes through another 18% jump. Right. Like, if that happens, then all of a sudden that deal on the back end doesn't look that bad. And I'm, I I would almost guarantee that Joe Cronin is, is in, in ownership or operating under the understanding of what a projected salary cap is going to look like in those years because those discussions on new TV deals, is already it's already begun. For those that don't know, TV deals do not happen overnight, ladies and gentlemen. They go through years. Yeah, that's why they're like seven, eight years apart when they reach these yes. deals is because they need some time to negotiate the next deal. They need time to negotiate it. They're the licensing, the language. These contracts are absolutely insane and you have competing networks who have different goals um that who want different games and different packages and all of these just different scenarios that play out that they all have to line up and everybody has to sign up on everybody has to agree to and it takes a very 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 long time and so with that you get the a general idea of how things are going to look yeah i had i had a question on the jeremy grant thing because i'd seen some of the some twitter discourse and yeah, some, yes, go, go. people i follow that you know disagree with going after grant for the price range that's been rumored to him and i guess my simple question to those people since we're talking about this is what's your alternative if you're assuming the free agency class is what it is and there's really not much player movement it sounds like bradley beal might be traded some people speculating that could be on the move this I, summer. I think that's almost done now that, okay, that's fine. Bradley Beal out there. I don't know how that would fit with Dame Ant, Bradley Beal. That'd yeah. be yeah. really slightly different version. What's your alternative? Because, like, yes, Jeremy Grant's probably going to make more money, just if we're talking about production-wise, than where his stats lie. I won't refute that. But, again, you, you have to pay to have a premium of a player. And I know Jeremy Grant's not everybody's top or even second. He's kind of in that third tier. Give me an alternative option. And it can't just be, well, you need that money. You fill in the roster. Okay, but, like, how are you filling it in? You're not going to win with just every Josh Hart in the league. You you need, once in a while, some all-star type talent. And, again, uh, you know, Jeremy Grant obviously hadn't reached that yet. But But he's also a Team USA guy. Like, But he's a Team USA guy. He's a Dame, you know, friend. He wants to play here. I just, I don't know. I, I kind of view this as, like, we never get the alternative. It's a lot of like, oh, I like this deal. Oh, I don't like this deal. Or the, the, the short 
you know, um, reset because it would be because drafting a second player is you're 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 punting on Dame. Because if you use that pick yourself, you're punting on Dame. Because they're just not you, you can't you can't have two guys that you need to hit. For a perfect example, look at the Warriors right now. Wiseman still. Wiseman's gone. It's Kaminga and. What do you mean? Kaminga's yeah. like he's up and down. Moody yeah. is spent most of his time in the G League. Yeah. And I mean, Wiseman can't even get healthy. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like you, you just can't rely on young guys to and you know really hit. And I think you can rely on them to be effective. Right. So what's your alternative option if it's not Jeremy Grant? And that's the thing is, I, I understand. Listen, I would love Jalen Brown. I would love that. <laughs> that seems so impossible now that they're rolling. Like, again, they're, they're going to be a three seed potentially. I, I get it, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would love the situation where you bring in a guy that has zero warts. When has Portland ever done that? You got Scotty uh, Pippen, you know, post prime. And Scotty had, I mean, Scotty spent one season in Houston, and that that was kind of like, whoa, what's going on there? Uh, but it was still Scotty, mother effing Pippen. Yeah. But it's Damon, a, as a, after his what his first couple years in Toronto, his rookie, and even then and he's five ten. Yeah, right. There was like, a limit on it. Yeah, so like, there's there's just never been an opportunity for Portland to really grab somebody outside of the draft, and I, and I understand that the the need or the desire to want to do that, but you, again, you're you're punting on the Dame era, which I think is some a lot of people argue that that that's the way to go. You need Draymond to open up. You need Draymond and the Warriors to maybe fall a little short of what they expect. Mm-hmm. He he had a thing yesterday. They lost, and he was like, "We're we're just we're a bad basketball team right now." And I think that's a mixture of what you're talking about. You're playing youth. You can't count on youth, and then you're kind of just this mix of guys that sometimes you look great, and sometimes you you don't look very good. You need something like that to kind of go your way. Draymond Green to say, "Okay, I'm comfortable asking for a trade, and I want to go to Portland." Outside of that, again, we're not we're not getting any options here, guys, and that's why I like Jeremy Grant. It's because like, what else are we supposed to fill that roster out with? And here's a good question from Rip Village at Rip Village: Is there a single example you can remember where a TPE plus a pick brought significant value back to a team? No. And that's why, if you look at this, you can kind of draw the th- God. These freaking painkillers are going to kill me. Um, are that'd be ironic too, by the way. <laughs> How do you die? The painkiller. Yeah, it's it's the nose itch, man. It's just oh, please love God, stop. Um, it's just funny that the that TPE that was created is the exact same TPE that you need for Jeremy Grant. It's very very uh, interesting that that's how that and worked out. The number lined up exactly at the number you need. Yeah, for where you don't have to include a single other thing and. That's weird. It's almost like the Detroit Pistons are trying to clear as much cap as humanly possible in order to be able to take on bad deals and get assets so they can continue their rebuild with Cade and whatever likely top four pick they end up with. So, hmm. so you're you're. I mean, you're kind of. As I talk this out, it sounds like you're kind of where I'm at. Like there, there's not another option. You don't have other options. Listen, I I would love another option to come up. Listen, if <clears throat> I want more options too, but like Look, give me Phoenix, Phoenix like, goes sideways and they they just they're just not going to pay DeAndre Aiden. That's so hard to see right now, though, again, isn't it? Yeah, like, again, they're the best team in the West. Sure. and But, um, again, like things that you're looking for. Uh, uh, one way I, I do see Portland looking is at Cam Johnson. Because they, I don't think they're going to pay him. Because they've got Chris Paul. Because they've got Devin Booker. Because they're going to pay DeAndre Bridges. Aiden. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're gonna, they've already paid Bridges. They can't pay Cam. Portland would absolutely look at Cam Johnson. And then uh, a Dame, Ant, Cam, Grant, Nurkic. Lineup. What it? What is Cam? He's six. He's uh, six seven. Six, so, seven oh, he might be six eight. I don't even mention it. Yeah. Because um, he's. A, I remember him being a lot bigger than I thought. Uh, how? How? Do you, how is that? <clears throat> no, I'm not nitpicking here. I would gladly take that lineup. Yeah, he I'm is just, six eight. I'm strictly asking out of a basketball sense. What's that lineup defensively? Very good. Dame Ant. Cam, Cam Grant, Jeremy Nurkic. Grant, and yeah. Nurkic. Yeah, Cam's an incredibly underrated defender. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I'm just more think. I, I'm. I guess I'm just kind of curious where Ant's going to go as you, a defender. Basically, uh, you're looking for Ant to be passable, Dame to not be a, a wet noodle, and then the other three guys to, to carry the the burden. And you're looking at like the supersized, much better version of Harkless and Aminu. Right. That's like that's really what you're looking at. You're you're looking at guys that can dribble, pass, shoot, and actually defend. Uh, they have actual skill sets, and you're bigger across the board. 
Like you, then you're you're six one, six four, six eight, six nine, seven foot, and you've got six five and six seven coming off the bench in Hart and Nas. Well, and I'd, I'd even throw um, – it feels like every day we see some kind of breadcrumb that, like, Winslow might have some real opportunity at some minutes next year. Yeah, and, and, and even though he's only 6'4", six, 6'5", six, he plays like he's 6'8". He, yeah, he's a, he's a tough defender. Yeah, he's, he's, he's tough as nails. But, again, you, you're now you're featuring a lineup kind of going forward that's just big and strong and tough and physical. And I like think, – think about those names. Cam Johnson, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, Nasir Little, Justice Winslow. Do any of those guys seem like subpar athletes to you? No. Is that a radical shift? Can they all dribble, pass, and shoot? For the most part, yeah. Yep. The Blazers are going to go from a team that had two, three guys who could dribble, pass, and shoot to a team that has eight of them. Yeah. That's such a significant shift, and that's the thing. When I hear this pushback from people regularly, like, are they going to be a finals team? No! No, of course they're not going to be a finals team. Do you know what a finals team is? But do you know, like what it takes to get to that level, you have to build towards this stuff. Milwaukee had to build towards this stuff for years, and then they cashed in. The Suns, they were dog shit for years before they had to build to this. If you get to a level of where you have competent NBA players up and down your roster, now you're just harder to beat in the playoffs. You just want to give yourself the best shot. Like I, We can't care if we would classify the team as a title favorite preseason. Like, how many good teams in Portland have gone through a season without that label? And yet when you watch them and people watch that are closely watching the league, they notice those teams. And so, and I, I think Portland would kind of be in that conversation of, Oh yeah, they'll get back in the playoffs and then they play and then you hope they gel. And then when they gel, people start to go, damn, who wants to play this blazer team? They're going to beat you. Like think about if, if they have the attitude that the young guys have displayed over the last three weeks they will because dame's going to be back next year yes there's no way the team doesn't adopt the mindset yes and all of a sudden the 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 give a shit is there with the talent lesser talented teams than that group you just named have gone to a point that we don't think that they should have because they adopted the damian lillard mindset so you put that all together and am i saying they're a great team no but um, are they better than they were under the dame cj backcourt yeah they're, they're fundamentally structured better. And I don't think – here's the only pushback on that. I don't disagree with the way it's built. I don't think people will fully agree with that until they can get until they to see it on the, floor. the West Finals. Yeah. No, no, I, I get that. Yeah. And, and That's always funny because of the way that – No, I know. I know. Just yeah, no, I, I know. Cursory, you know. Yeah. But they made the finals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure they did. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 Um. This is a good question. This is from Jakob. Uh, just at just a guy on a hill. Right now, are you more or less confident in the Pelicans pick and bang in comparison to when we originally made the trade? The BI injury, the Pelicans playing okay, Lakers falling apart, a uh, potential PG or Kawhi return for the Clippers. What say you? Are you um, more or less or about the same? I'm about the same. I, I probably lean a little more confident that it's going to convey because Zion's not coming back, even though he's doing between the leg dunks. BI is out for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised and if he's done for the season. I wouldn't either. And if that happens, we know that team ain't being carried by any player on that team to a playoff spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When this trade went down, when we talked about well, once we got the protections, we did the live show. And yeah. the thing that I said is I'm about 70% certain that pick's going to convey. I think I'm probably the same spot. Yeah. If I say maybe a little bit less, I'll say 65%. And it has nothing to do with the Pelicans, everything to do with the Lakers being a dumpster fire. So you think LeBron and AD comes back? They got the Pelicans. I don't, I don't know if AD is going to come back. That's the thing. Is like he might not, and he might not last more than a quarter. But <laughs> listen, if AD comes back, it's it's the Blazers' pick. If AD comes back, it's the Blazers are getting their pick because they just they don't have the, the ability to, to handle him if he's even remotely if he's eighty percent of himself. Yeah, it's just just kind of where it is. Um, I don't know, man. I. I understand why they made the move. I understand what they were trying to do when they were trying to when they were trying to get everything there. Um, but I, I am not fighting against the idea of you know that pick not conveying. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, no yeah, man. Uh, let me scroll back through here. Do, 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 do. This is from Parker Davis at Parker D. Whole lot of numbers. 
If the Blazers get a top three pick, does it increase the odds of trading Dame and building around the pick, or do we do trade the pick for an established player? Which I think is like an, an iteration of, um, you know, pick Plinko. Like, you know, dropping it down the slot and seeing where it ends up, you know. Uh, which path did they take? There, There's not, unless it's Joel Embiid demanding a trade from Philly to Portland, there's not a player that I want to give the top three pick up for that is realistic to me right now. Like, I'm sorry, I just, I don't see the Jalen Brown thing happening. Um, Boston's really playing well, and I think they're at least going to win round one, get back to round two and see what happens. Um, no, Th this is the other thing that's yeah frustrating, but like, I kind of just baffled by it. Why is there this idea that if we get a top three pick, we're punting on anything related to Dame? Why can't that top three pick play with Dame? Why can't he have two years of playing? Why with can't Dame, Dame have nice and, things? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of that way. Like, I get guys, we want Dame to win a championship, but it's I hate that. I hate that mentality. If I want Dame to go somewhere else and win a, win a championship, no, I want him to win a title here. Well, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's very popular, but I, I know it exists. Oh no, it does, and it drives me insane. And I just, for years, so many of us rallied together and said Neil O'Shea is not building the proper team with Damian Lillard in his prime. And the minute they get rid of him. We're floating the idea that because we have a top three pick, we need to get rid of Damian Lillard. I'm sorry. Uh, give me Jabari Smith, Anthony Simons, and Damian Lillard, and we'll plug the rest in and we'll figure it out. Uh, Brent, uh, Brennan asks, or says, I'd strongly consider trading it if Carl wants out. I'm assuming he means Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if Cap became available, then sure, I'm in. Listen, if the Blazers landed a top three pick and. Uh, one of this. Let me go ahead and ask this question here because this is kind of like a um a, a way in this from Harry. Potential star superstars who could become disgruntled over these playoffs or the summer. My list is basically, which I don't think is going to go this way because Minnesota is actually playing better. Um, I think they'll falter in the playoffs because that's what they do. But Carl Anthony Towns, if he falls out, Jalen Brown, if he falls out, if they don't want to pay DeAndre Ayton. Um, let me go. I had a little list going here. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, where did I save that old word doc? Uh, da, 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 da. If Levine didn't figure it out, I, I would maybe even look at that or even DeMar. Um, it, well, and that's, you know, that's tough because their unfortunate thing is they can't beat the good teams. And part of the reason is because Caruso and Lonzo have been out for so long yes. that it's, they've lost so much of their defense. And that's why, like, I, I can see scenarios. Nothing's impossible in this league, but like Aiton, I think Phoenix is at least getting to the West Finals. Uh, Aiton might not. I don't know where Sarver is going to be at paying wise, but we're going to give Yusuf Nurkic like fourteen million a year, and then we're going to trade DeAndre Aiton and get him a monster contract. I just I think there's a lot in that. Jalen Brown, I have a hard time seeing. Cat's a possibility. His uh, fiance basically dropped it. Boy, Portland's really beautiful. <laughs> but I, I think the way they're playing, the way he's playing, they're going to get to the playoffs. They're really close to the sixth seed. And they may falter in round one, but I think it's easy to look around and go, all these guys are coming back next year. We finally figured this out. Let's build on that. Yeah. I would look at Cat as more of a next summer guy. And so I just don't I just don't see right now today the stars aligning where that pick gets traded for anybody in that caliber. Barring a, a massive letdown. Need, you thing. need a massive – you need the Celtics to get swept in round one. Jalen Brown doesn't play well. The crowd turns on him. Boston media blames him. Like, this is what you need, I think, if you need a player – if you want a player like that to to be traded for that kind of uh, asset. Here's another question here from Mike Dennis at Banker Mike 747 What is the game plan if ping pong balls don't line up right? And I think he's saying, mm. what if the Pelicans pick doesn't convey and the Blazers end up, like, seventh? Um, you, you may have to, it depends what you think is going to be available at seven. Um, there are some people that still think this is only a top five player draft. Like this isn't as deep as like, I've been letting on now lately. Like, I think this draft is deeper. I could be way wrong on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think if you're in that position, I, I think you're aiming bigger, but I think ultimately you probably end up with Jeremy Grant. It's hard for me to believe that they would trade that pick. Because they need a cost control. Seven, seven or eight. Yeah, like, I still think they would use it. So what they, are they, they doing? They're hoping Benedict Mathrin is there. They're well, hoping well, then I think that like, they're maybe they take a look at one of their younger guys. Maybe it's Keon. Um, and swap him for Grant in the TPE. See if Detroit's 
willing to well, buy. Actually, they couldn't do it because they'd have to do it in two separate transactions. Um, grant into the TPE and then send Keon in a second for a you know super well, late protected second. If you, I, I don't know. I think that's a really good question by by Mike. Um, you know, I'm I'm all in on keeping the pick. I just in that scenario, that shitstorm of a scenario that he just laid out there, I I could see everything in play for Joe. I really could. Yeah, it's obviously this is like the darkest possible timeline. <laughs> it's just well, nothing it's the Blazers, So I mean, okay, the same Blazers team that did get a Greg Oden number one overall pick with a five two five point two percent lottery odds. So how many players deep is this trap for you? Because seven to me is still you can get a good player at seven. So four franchise element kind of guys. Okay. Three, if things go right, low end all stars. Two or three no bullshit starters, and then you know some guys are going to pop around the rest of the draft. But I think it's that's that's about right. So it could be about nine to ten. Yeah, Deep. when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think okay. it's going to be a good draft. I do too. I, I, I'm i on the record of saying that. I just, seven or eight or something like that, like, yeah, that's the darkest scenario possible. And I could see Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he doesn't trade it. Maybe he's not willing to do that, that he's not willing to say. I don't think he trades the, their their own pick. I. Th- you're right. I think uh, you're right. Judging by how they, they, they've kind of showed their hand at least a little bit on what they want to do, which is live in both worlds. They would find another way to get somebody else into that TPE because somebody else out there will want to dump a, a, a player between 18 and $20 million. When I also think Griffin or Benedict's going to be available. Oh, here's another option. Jonathan Isaac. Uh, let me pull up his contract real quick. Uh, Is he going to stay healthy? I don't know if you well, can... That's, but that's the can, risk. Can you sell Portland on? We got a big man that's hyper athletic and good defensively, but can't stay healthy. No, okay. His his, his contract seventeen point four, and he just had uh, hamstring surgery. Yeah, which again, it does. It, you, you take a look at the medicals, and, but again, you're you're taking risks on guys. Yeah. You're taking that's to get a guy into the TPE. You have to have one of two things. You have to have a team in like, like Detroit who is wanting to get off of somebody free and clear. Yeah. Get off the books. No money in return. Remember, what the Portland Trailblazers did, basically, to trade CJ McCollum was to take back the least amount of money possible. They did the same thing with Norman Powell and, and Robert Covington. They dropped a truckload of money off to get nothing in return. Mm-hmm. This happens. And so, is Orlando in a position where, like, man, I don't know. We just wanna, are we done with Isaac? Are we, are we just kind of want to sever ties and kind of figure it out? I don't know. Because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. If is Portland willing to take that risk? I think they're in a position position where yes, they are unequivocally in a position where they need to take risks. What did you think of Ben and what he told us about thinking of ten years from now? Not yes, just, not just Damian Lillard. Absolutely, uh, and I, I don't I don't go that far because I think ten years is insane in the sure. NBA. But you get it. But yeah, no, I think you do have to operate in different windows. And that's why I was saying just a few minutes ago the whole idea of like operating in two different timelines. Because I think what Ben was was sitting, he was hinting at there is like, Dame's not long for Portland. And I don't mean like, oh my God, he's leaving. I think in, it, it's a, there's a real chance he leaves in two years or a year and a half, whatever you want to call it. I think that's a real possibility. Be 32, 33 years old. Things just haven't kind of come together. And so. And then you've got, if you do move on with him, you've got Anthony Simons. You've got whatever pick you take this year. You've got the young guys, and probably by then, well, by then, Nas under contract. And whatever Paul you get from uh, Dame move, and if you brought in Jeremy Grant, you'd probably send him out too. And you'd be kind of like where the Pistons are right now as far as like a young team with one guy and Cade and Portland with Ant. And a lot of questions, but you have a lot of capital and you've got a lot of ways to go about things. And I think that's kind of where they would want to live. Like, I mean, listen, if you're, unless you're the San Antonio Spurs and you have multiple generational Hall of Famers that you have staggered through your timeline, that's, yeah. that's the natural progression in like, I don't know, man. I'm a big fan of just letting go. Like, it just, when your window's over, your window's over. Cause when you try to claw and scrap and chase that, 
you know, you, you try you try to ride that bull one more one more time, you end up getting killed, and then you end up looking like the Lakers right now with just shitty contract after shitty contract yeah. after shitty contract. I know, but but you're and and you're probably maybe you're not wrong philosophically, but I think what people hold on to is how many times did we think the window was closed for Dirk in Dallas? And look, Dirk is a better player, but Dirk Dirk had some years, man, where they were incredibly disappointing. And I but mean, he also talk- gave money back. Well, sure, but I'm I'm just saying in the general sense of windows closing. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if we can fully say that when you have a player as talented as Dame. I think sure. windows windows just no. I'm changed. saying I'm saying two years after now. Well, but but who's to say the window isn't any more open than anywhere else he could go? Like absolutely could Ant be. Ant doesn't pop, and they don't pick the right guy. AJ Griffin goes to seven, or you know he comes to Portland, and boom, he's he's incredible. He's an amazing athlete, mm-hmm. and. You get Jeremy Grant, or you know what I mean. Like, I, I just, I think it's so bad. Is this for them is this right glass now. is this glass half full, Brandon? What's what, what is this? Well, yeah, because I've I've changed a lot of my thinking personally. I have to because I want to be a decent golfer one day, and I think part of that is always seeing the bright side <laughs> of things. And it always I know comes back to golf. It's a sickness. Um, but I think for me though, Danny, it's it's just like, why can't this team be a great? situation for Damon two years and I know you're not saying that they can't I think what you're saying basically is if they don't look like they're that much closer yes that window but I'm just saying like even if the window only opens because let's say the window's shut right now right if Dame it opens says, a little bit then then I'm I'm okay like it's, even if it opens like this much I think it's something to build on and then that second year what if it does open and you look around you go well I could go to this team the, the Phoenix they, model basically of like Dame becomes a Chris Paul-esque kind of guy where, yes, he's making a ton of money, but you've got a bunch of younger guys on better deals. Yes. You've got ownership. And that's, here's the other thing. Ownership's important. L- let's let's say ownership changes hands in two years. LeBron and, becomes and, the owner. Yes. But you get an owner that just doesn't care in the sense of like. They have an owner that doesn't care. Well, no, I mean an, an owner that doesn't care about money at all. Sure, you get a Donald Sterling. Just no, no, no. I mean, spends money. Unabashed. Oh, in that way. Oh, yes. you're going the opposite. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Then, let's let's yes. say let's say they get an ownership that all of a sudden isn't cheap with assistant coaches. They get a Cuban who's basically like, "Tell this, me what you need." This is yeah. This is what I want to yeah. do. Like this then is this you're, is my you're, fun. Yes. And, and then you're not worried about that stuff anymore. And yes, nope. you you certainly worry about luxury tax as far as implications of what it means for constructing a team and the and the and the mechanisms that it limits, not necessarily the dollar figures, because nobody should give a shit about billionaires spending money. Nobody should care. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not what we're doing here. Right. But the machinations of what it limits, as far as the exceptions and the other things that you can actually go out and use, that's problematic. But the the other part of that is is going to be interesting to see kind of how <sighs> these next twenty four months, man, are going to be super super interesting. Like just as far as like a uh, holistically top down bottom up kind of situation, where like yeah, ownership is like there's there's questions there with personnel. There's questions there, young guys. There's questions there, and it's I, I'm <clears throat> excuse me, I am. Wholly excited for it because this last version of this team was stale as hell. So stale. And it was getting stale for three years. And now you have everything in front of you. And I've said this so many times, man. They could face plant. They could absolutely eat shit on this. They, it could be bad. Like <laughs> They face planted already. Like it, the last regime led them to face yes. plant right now. But I mean, remember how bad that was? It can get worse because you can lose Damian Lillard in a nasty way. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's, I'm not simply it saying it always get worse. <laughs> but here's the thing: I find interesting right now for this team at this time, that ownership group is currently going through two pretty like monumental moments where her football team just traded their best quarterback in franchise history, and her pivot is to a 70 year old football coach who doesn't appear to care much about modern day offense. While in Portland, you have to start a, an entirely new rebuild while balancing both a franchise icon and deciding who is going to be the captain of that ship that steers them back into competitive balance. It's fascinating to me. It's kind of, yeah, like (laughs) she is the one behind both of these current situations. And I don't know where both fan bases are at. Sometimes they're one and the same, but I think today it's just so interesting when you talk about ownership that she is, she's heading 
both of these teams who are in these the the post Russ comments yeah, yes. were not great. Well, one of the all-time greatest. I mean, I'm sorry, Matt Hasselback had a nice little cute run. There's nobody. He's the best close. player in your franchise's history. It's not even close. It's not even close. Like that, the disrespect in that. What was it? He's, mean, he was there for ten years. And he made nine Pro Bowls. Yes. And the the stupid thing they did was they had to pick between Russ and Pete. I think. Yes, and, and she that, chose Pete. Well, she had to. She signed into a five year extension. Like weird. Where did we see that before? Did yeah. Neil Olshay get an extension? Oh, he did. Yeah, the and then Allen, they had to find a yes. way to get out of it by the, sh- firing for cause. The Vulcan Enterprises are like a bad SEC athletic administration. They get one good win and they way overreact with contract extension. And like, you know are what? You, did you just call the Portland Trailblazers to Arkansas Razorbacks? We'll give you a twenty-five million dollar buyout because we believe in you. And the very next year, it sucks. They go, shit. How do we get out of this buyout? Like, you shouldn't. Have we paid how much buyout. for Jimbo? <laughs> God. Uh, the Nason, if you were the GM this summer, we're trying to sell a potential player on Portland's nightlife. Which of the fine gentlemen's establishments the city has to offer would you take them to lunch at? Oh, a gentleman's? I mean, I'm always going to go Acropolis because I love steak. I was just going to say, there's there's only one answer here, and it's Acrop, the steak bites. Listen, you're, you're going for the food. Although the one, uh, what was the vegan one? Uh, 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 Casa Diablo. Yeah, so I don't know if they're rebranding all of them, but the one next to the Acrop off 99, because I drive past it every morning. Mm-hmm. Is now called the Vegan Box. It's a sports bar, booby bar. Okay. It's the sports box. It's a sports pun. You get it? Jason, at Hecubus1, silly question time. With the Batman out now, who is your favorite Batman portrayal? Oh, I haven't seen the new one yet, have you? No, I haven't. I haven't been able to leave. I've house. heard good things. I've heard good things. I I, ha- I I will go. I will say this unabashedly. I go in with my prejudices because I have a hard time seeing Twilight as uh, as Batman. Okay. Um, it's hard to see Sparkle Face as Batman. I'm just. Some people refer him more to Harry Potter than Twilight. Really? Yeah, it's a. He's a pretty monumental character in that franchise. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It's in one movie. I mean, it's how we knew Voldemort was back, bro. He killed him. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm just, I look, I'm getting a little nerdy with Harry Potter. Uh, the one thing I, you'll actually get nerdy about. Uh, I will withhold judgment on Robert. Okay, a, a non-Pattinson Batman. So a non-Pattinson Batman. I really did think, character-wise, Bale played it the best. Although the only thing I thought got out of hand was by like two and three, just got deeper and more ridiculous. You know? Yeah, the Where's the trigger? <laughs> it's like, I don't think you really need to talk quite like that to convey your message. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go not full OG, but OG. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Keaton. Okay. I would go Bale, Keaton, easy one, two, no matter what order. Clooney should have been so much better, but he was so bad. Clooney was a mess, and I don't know if that was Adam West was a better movie. Batman by far. Adam West is probably third. Yeah. I would I would actually go Clooney fourth and Kilmer five, and I'll tell you why. Ooh, see, I would have gone Kilmer above Clooney. Kilmer was way too boring. He was too boring of a Batman for me. At least Clooney mm. was either going to be really good or really Just bad. Stupidly eccentric. Yeah, like yeah. Clooney was selling the comic book comical he, version. Clooney was Danny Ocean. As Batman. Yes. <laughs> they, 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 so whoever casted o- Ocean's Eleven was like, I want the the George Clooney that played Batman into Ocean's Eleven. That's that's who I want for Danny Ocean as Batman. That character. I, I'm more looking forward to seeing uh, Dano. Is it is it Paul Dano? Is that who the Riddler is in this oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more seeing, like, comparing him to Carrie's. Okay. Because okay. those movies, they were still leaning into kind of the, the very zany comic book as opposed yeah, the to comic, really holy. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Nolan took it to the real world. And then we don't need to talk about Affleck because uh, those didn't exist for us, you know, for all I care. But uh, it's more real world now than it was. Mercer Brothers and says, you guys knew the names of those way too easily off the top of your head. Oh, I love the, Batman. It's no, no, the strip clubs. Oh, I mean, I, it was Splice. Uh, <laughs> Boom, boom, room. You keep going. There's, there's, we got the dolphin, the dolphin two. Yeah, I there's. Mean, I mean, there's. There's no shortage of 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 iconic named clubs in Portland. 
most strip clubs per capita is our label. Like, yeah. there's a reason we know the names. They're everywhere. And if you've never been there, you've driven by them all. There's the one on the way to JoJo off Pal. The uh, what is that one? Um, it's right next to uh, De Nicola's. Oh uh, yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. God dang it! It's, not it's the- like the Hoth Steel, or no, it's the um, what is the name of that? Facility? God dang it! Anyways, they're yeah, everywhere. They're they're everywhere, and there's a bunch of stupid names everywhere. Um, here we go. I used to go to City Limits when I was 18. It was the only 18 and older club. Nope, not true. Where else? Jiggles. Ah, uh, well, in my area, Twalton City Limits. Yeah. R.I.P. Jiggles. You're a West Side guy. Yeah. As an East Side guy. I uh, I, I still I still remember just that giant sign on I five. Never forget Jiggles. <laughs> The, now the worst place ever. And now, and now, now it's a Cabela's. Cabela's. Now Cabela's. <laughs> so much better. Uh, this from Rip City, at Rip City on the, do you trade down if you move in, into the fourth pick? I mean, maybe one of the big three guys drops down that I think, but I think four is a tricky place to be for us, unless you were that high on Mather. And I think him and I will be stars, but Math could be great two, three off the bench until it's his time. I don't think you're moving down out of the spot because I think there is going to be a one of those players is going to fall. Yes, I, I I think somebody's going to reach for for Ivy, and I think somebody's going to reach for Paolo. Oh, the latest mock I saw from old Schmitzy, Duran could be one guys reach for too. Was that from today? No, that that might have been two mocks ago, but like Duran was five for him, and I was like, oh, Jalen Duran five, okay. Give me a second, I'll pull up the. Yeah, get the latest one, but I had seen one like uh, four or five days ago, and Dern was fifth, and I was like, oh, okay. Which I understand. He's a seven, he's a 6'11 freak who can – he's built like a man already. He just turned 18 years old. So, no, I, there is no way I'm trading out of four to go down. I want four. And if that means Benedict Matherin is the best prospect for them on their board, take him. All right, so given his draft mock – is Chet, Jabari, Paolo, Ivy, Murray, Sharp, Duran at seven to Portland. Griffin, Davis, Daniels, Matherin at 11 still. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to see if there's any other names that are really associated. Uh, Mark Williams I, I, is 21st, which I really i am still surprised he's that far out. Um, I think you got an Amazon package. That's probably what that is because, you know, my wife, hold on one second, we'll let you yell. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's getting here, so we're good. Um, and let me take a quick look. Uh, let me pull up the the athletics real quick. Let me pull up Sam's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pull up um, Sam's and see what he has. I just, I you don't trade four out. If it's Ivy, if it's Matherin, if it's Griffin, like, take who you think is best. Don't, who cares what the mocks say? Who cares what the pundits are saying? You're going to get in trouble if you listen to every one of those guys. Just if you think they're the best and you're at four and the other three go in the order which they will, take that player. All right, this is his big board, I want to say, a week ago. And he has got him in this group. So I, I like the way Sam does things because he groups guys together in, in kind of like their, their, their tiers, right? And he has Chet, Jabari, Jaden, Paolo, and Shaden Sharp. And that is a name that just keeps staying in this. So Sharp, yeah. assume that Sharp is going to come out. It, it, it appears he is. Um, the next group is Griffin, Murray, Duran again at 8, yep. Davis, 9, 10, Dyson, Daniels. The next group is uh, Agbaji, Sohan, Matherin, Ty Ty, Brown, Williams, Eason. Yeah. Which... Uh, Sam has since written about Ben and basically has him in his top seven. Mm. We don't talk, or we, we, we talk about guys maybe getting a little too high on guys with NCAA performances, but Matherin's name has skyrocketed with every scout that I've talked to because oh, yeah. he's, I mean, he's been was... the, not just that game, but this tournament, like even though he hasn't shot particularly well, he has taken the playmaking role and been decisive with, with, with what he wants to do. And it just got them into their offense and, and, and big moments, obviously, the pull-up threes, the uh, rebounds and traffic, just been a dog. And th- I think that was the big thing is that is he going to be a dog when it matters? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a reason we talk about Benedict and not Bruno. You know what I mean? It's you got to go by prospects here and the athleticism and the possibilities of a guy like that, while might not be resonating with other people the way it is with Sam, um, you know, Joe, I think Joe's going to have some good options at his at his – 
at his table there. If he's in at four, five, or six, I think Joe is going to have some really good players to choose from, even though it's not Chet or Jabari, which I think is everybody's kind of one-two. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have some really good options to pair with what this team could be next year. Shaden Sharp's a six-foot-six freak athlete. Yep. Absolute, uh, probably the best athlete in the draft. He's probably the most, the most underrated prospect, I would say, right now. Because he hasn't played. Right. And there's certainly questions about that, you know. Um, but uh, this is a question from PNW Sports 503, and it kind of leads into where, where I want to go um, with this. Is In your interview with Jake Fisher, he mentioned that sometimes it's easier to recruit two stars. If we're assuming Grant is one of those two, who are the other top contenders for the other star? I don't want to say, like, talk about the other that I, the, the two stars or the second star yet because we won't know until things shake out. But it's something we haven't discussed. What if Portland is able to use that TPE and then facilitate another deal for another star? What if that that ends up being the case? What if they are able to get another guy and keep that draft pick? Yeah. Then I you're mean, talking about that that window you're you're talking about. Like if you want to allow yourself to think, you know, glass half full or in this case glass entirely full, that's still an option that's on the table. Well, I think if that scenario were to play itself out, you're jumping for freaking joy. Yes. I mean, for for Mike's question about doom and gloom and depression, shout out Mike on that one. You're basically going the opposite way. Like, what if everything breaks your way? You get two really, really good young or really good pieces, mm-hmm. and then you still have the ability to draft a very good young player. Like, yeah, you're. I think you're ecstatic of what the next three three years could be. I really do. And that's kind of what's what's crazy about this. And I, I've I've gotten a lot of this, and I I kind of. Not kind of. I got really irritated in the in the post or in the post game, but the live watch party the other day about people saying, "How much longer is this tank gonna last?" Because it's been three whole weeks. Yeah, you you really get frustrated. It's just like I I hate dumb questions. I think you need therapy. I, well, I mean that's beyond, but <laughs> that's a real thing. But it's like, guys, th- that's that's not what this is. This this isn't OKC. This isn't Detroit. You still have Damian Lillard. This is a little bit of a soft reset, a reboot. This isn't taking the computer and throwing it in the trash and going and buying a new one. This is unplugging it and plugging it back in. Yeah, that's sure. what this is. Let's yeah. see if we can fix some things. Just a few tweaks. Eh, let's 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 uninstall the operating system and put it back in. You know, like it's not easy. And so this is kind of the same kind of um, along these this same vein. And this isn't a dumb question. I think this is actually an important question. Um, and the other question wasn't dumb. It just irritated me. <laughs> At Reverend Romulus, will the Blazers jump right back into the tax next year, or do they try to hold out for one more year before going nuts? Is being a non-tax team remotely possible? No. No. They're going to have $60 million tied up between Damon and alone. They're yeah. losing $50 million to fill out the rest of the roster. Houston Narkers is probably going to get $16 million a year. So $16, let us let us call that $65, $70 is what we're operating at between those three guys. Then you've got Josh Hart, fourteen million. Well, now we're at eighty-four. Okay, mm-hmm. Justice. Let's just say five, just to round it up. Even though he's only four, and we'll just call it a ninety. We're at ninety million dollars between five guys. You've got Greg Brown, who I think is at a one and a half million, so ninety-one and a half. Trendon's been converted. I think he's like what two and a half. So now you're at like close to ninety-five million dollars. You have what fifteen million dollars to fill out the roster, and you only have three starters. You add Jeremy Grant to that. Even into that TPE, guess what? Now you've hit it. Mm-hmm. You're, oper- you're operating as above the tax team. Oh, by the way, you also have a twenty million dollar cap hold with Joe Ingles. Bing. You're that's another. You know, that's another player that like I know he's coming back. It sounds like, but like I don't, I don't process him every time we talk about next year. Yeah, it's like oh shit, that's right, Joe Ingles. Which, he'll be back which late. he will, like he'll in, be back like at the midway point, and he's gonna be back uh, in Portland tonight. Yes. Yeah, and he keeps tweeting about it like he's always back in Portland. He's so. he's doing a lot of PR, which I find to be a little interesting, to say the least. Well, he, I mean, he's probably also playing the smart move of, like, I'm a good guy to have on your team, well, your yeah. community, come give me my paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, he's coming off an ACL injury here. Which is kind of the, the right way to go things. This is a question from Scott, at ScottPTB30. Is Miles Turner to Portland dead now with the likelihood that Nurk will sign an extension? If they get Jeremy Grant, adding Turner, Turner seems like an even better fit. Well, yeah, but I just... The Pacers appear to have made their decision by trading Sabonis and yeah. keeping Turner, which I yeah. still find a little interesting. But um, I, I don't think that, you know, because at that point in time, basically they're doing a sign and trade with Nurk for Turner, which 
I don't know if that's necessarily the way that Indiana would want to go, but no, I think the Turner thing's dead. Yeah, I I, I do too. And they were looking around, but Nurk's going to be their starting center. I I've I've looked past you know Dame. I know is going to be at the one. They're going to run in at the two, and I know Nurk is just going to be at the five. Like that's mentally where I'm at right now. You're filling in the rest of that roster, and you're kind of plugging to see what uh, you want to play with. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at. So speaking of where we're at, we're, we're at a little over an hour now. So what I want to kind of keep these at is at an hour. So again, thank you everybody for being here. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. We are just short of 3000. Let's give the not live number right now. I think we were come like, on, we're we were like 15 short. Yeah. We're, oh, thir- we're 13 short right now. Come on. 2,987 short of our season goal of 3000 subscribers. Thank you all so, so, so very much. Again, share us with the friends, share us with the family, uh, do whatever you can to help us grow the show. If you're watching here live or if you're watching on the replay, please, click subscribe it's free it's easy if you want to join the watch party if you want to take a part in the exclusive interviews like we had with ben Golliver, you want to become a member if you want to get included in our giveaways which uh eric eric marantetti should be getting his nick batum jersey today because i'm an idiot and i didn't ship it until yesterday dear um i was just sitting there and you know it's hard for me to get to a post office okay um but i did ship it to him yesterday so hopefully um we we get a confirmation that he's got his autographed nick batum jersey and i've got a whole heap of swag um that i want to kind of give away here the next group uh and we also will have the draft lottery party we will have the draft party on site i've got it narrowed down to a couple different locations now i'm uh, talking to some folks and hopefully we can get that locked in uh and done and taken care of uh and then we can actually have people come out be cool yeah Yeah. no i i I, um we didn't do yesterday. I got home a little late, and I thought Danny was exhausted from PT while we're running today. But, got my uh, ass kicked to PT yesterday. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, we all went over to uh, get a crunch wrap from uh, Ricky, yep. and uh, he said he sold out in like the first hour and a half. And I'm like, cool. This was uh, it's fantastic timing by me, but it was really good news for him, and it was cool to meet some listeners yesterday, uh, hanging out, having a good time, just supporting some local business. Yeah, and. Uh... Shout out Ricky who hooked me up with some spicy nugs from JoJo the other day. Um, those those things are heavenly. Well, Ricky owes me now. He only hooked, hooked me up with a high five. <laughs> I made I made the trip out there when I went to the Gonzaga game, so oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I had a lot of extra time. Like, listen, if I'm driving this far, which yeah, you want to eat good food. I was like, I'm gonna. I, I, it was between that and Frank's Noodle House, and I was like, I I, I want to get super fat, so. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you to everybody out there. We love you. We appreciate you. And again, like, rate, view, subscribe. Get us wherever you get podcasts. Remember, we're not just on YouTube. We are available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, and again, if you're on uh, Apple, iTunes, whatever the hell it's called these days, please leave us a review, good, bad, or otherwise. It helps us beat the algorithm. Uh, until then, we will catch you guys here for the watch party. I don't think we're going to do a post game tonight. Uh, very unlikely if we do. It'll be a quick kind of summation of uh, everything that's happened over the last couple games, which isn't a whole ton. So... <laughs> With that, thank you all so very much. You can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague. Email the show, jackramsey's at gmail.com. Until then, uh, take care. Enjoy, folks. We'll catch you guys tonight. Uh-